Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, February 11th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean one thing. Dwayne Long and I are on the air. It's going outside. We're relatively tired and it's cold. Dwayne, how goes it? Well, you pretty much just summed it up there. <laughs> that takes care of it. It's uh, Ohio in the winter. And uh, and I know people are sick of that. I am right down the road from Cincinnati. That is the home of Luke Fickle. It will continue to be a very interesting development. I think a lot of people thought Luke Fickle was going to Michigan State to replace Mark D'Antonio, technically, I would say, his mentor when he was at Ohio State, the guy who got him hooked up and going in the coaching profession in the first place. Luke Fickle turns the job down. What are your thoughts on that? Michigan State feels very dumpster fireish right now. What do you think this means to Ohio State recruiting with Cincinnati and Michigan State and the whole kit and caboodle? Well, I I think that uh, it definitely improves Cincinnati's situation because Luke Fickle was always a monster on the recruiting trail to begin with. He's an Ohio guy, played at Ohio State, and he's still – yeah, I think he just improved his situation with Ohio kids. And obviously Cincinnati is going to be uh, mostly Ohio kids. Uh, Michigan State, I mean, they missed. Uh, the the one that kills me is this report that uh, they tried to get Mike Vrabel. Why would Vrabel leave a quality NFL job? I mean, one where he's winning, he's winning playoff games, to go to Michigan State. Not even Ohio State, Michigan State. So that was crazy. And now Fickle's done turned him down. It's got to be, you have to wonder, is it just how much that mess that's coming out, what kind of impact is it going to have that, uh, I mean, he, he turned it down rel- relatively quickly when you think about it. Maybe they didn't give him a lot of time to like, look, we need an answer. I don't know. I'm just saying that. I don't know why they would rush him this time of year. Recruiting is, uh, you know, we just had National Signing Day. So we can still call it that. But, uh, you know, he, they had time. And uh, he just says no. And Narduzzi at Pitt said no as soon as the job opened up. So um, they got a mess over there. Dan, this is just, this is not good. It's not really good for the Big Ten. But Michigan State could be, uh, just they also ran for an indefinite period of time here. They, uh, you know, you wonder what happened. Did did D'Antonio just say, I don't want to deal with all this, I'm too old? I, I thought Michigan State, the product, was slipping little by little every year anyway. He just was not getting those recruits that, you know, that the, the diamonds in the rough that he had become famous for, pulling out of Ohio. And uh, he had stopped getting those guys. He had no quarterback. 
his running attack was average at best. He was still putting out good defenses, but that's all. He was not going to win a lot of football games with the brand of football he was putting on the field offensively. Uh, it, it had started to slip. So did he just say, I, you know, there's going to be some kind of sanctions here uh, to hell with this. I'm not going to ball games anymore. That's going to impact recruiting. The, the product's going to go down even more. Bye. Or did they say, look, we got to start over. you got to go. You know, we don't know. Uh, they've made some really bad decisions. Someone pointed it out on the board uh, yesterday that uh, just the number of mistakes the powers of be up there have made, and they've they done laid another egg here. They uh, they need to get a guy in there now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to somebody were like, oh, didn't he used to coach at Michigan State? You know, some of the former assistant just to try to get the boat steadied, somebody who really would want the job no matter what and, uh, you know, get through this situation, try to put all this in and be in the rearview mirror and uh, then try to go out and find a, a coach. But they're going to have to throw out some money too. That's another thing. We'll see. It's It's just a mess. Wow, is that a mess. This has not been a great run for Michigan State PR-wise over the last few years. Obviously, we know about the issues they had with the uh, women's gymnastics, et cetera. That's just an absolute black eye on the university. Then you take into account the D'Antonio situation. Here's what I kind of find interesting. One, Luke Fickle has actually contributed to Michigan State, I would say, downturn in recruiting, partially because the kids in Ohio who used to be very close to an Ohio State offer, if they didn't get it, they would most likely go to a Michigan State i give you a perfect example. The best player in Dayton this year was Sammy Anderson, defensive back from Trotwood. He came down to Michigan State, Pitt, and Cincinnati and chose Cincinnati. I can just speak for the Gem City. Uh, Cincinnati has a very strong hold here now, and Michigan State I don't think is any longer sexy enough to just come in and trump something that's right down the road with Fickle and Marcus Freeman in charge. Secondly, I do find it kind of ironic that Mark D'Antonio, you know, one of the prime Tressolites to go on and have some success. It's going to end up going down for a lot of the same reasons Jim Tressel did. And that Tressel was very close to getting the championship and to get over the top, you know, started recruiting guys like Terrell Pryor, and I think it was eventually his downfall, in combination with keeping too many of his buddies on staff. And D'Antonio has essentially done the same thing. I'm not sure exactly what happened with Curtis Blackwell, but they tried to amp up their recruiting when they were just getting close enough to compete with Ohio State and get that playoff berth against Alabama and get over the top. And that deal he made has ended up taking him out. So it's just very interesting that D'Antonio and Trestle are essentially going out for similar reasons. All right, we're going to talk about something a little more positive, and that is Ohio State trying to take over the state of Washington in recruiting. It's huge in 2021. We'll be right back to chat about it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dwayne, the state of Washington was very good to Ohio State in the class of 2020 cycle, producing D. Scott, fantastic wide receiver from Eastside Catholic. 
now. Three of the top 11 players in the 2021 cycle are from the state of Washington, the Seattle area, which is absolutely not a normal thing. They are not recruiting the number 11 guy, Sam Heward. Yes, a Heward. We're not sure if he's a Damon or a Brock, but he's a Heward, and that's royalty out there. The names you do know, Emeka Egbuka, best wide receiver in the country, and JT Tumalo, arguably the best defensive tackle in the country. 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wolfong did his way-too-early predictions for the uncommitted 2021 studs. He predicted Tumalo to Ohio State. He predicted Egbuka to Ohio State. Your thoughts on what that would mean and Ohio State's venture into grunge land? Well, you have to go back. and To me, Egbuka is the best player in the country. You know, the, he's listed. You're not seeing him in with the wide receivers. He's listed as a uh, athlete in the 247 database. Uh, he is uh, he's special. He could be – he's a very Marshawn Lattimore-like player, Buckeye Nation. He's – I thought Marshawn Lattimore – I would have put him on offense simply to get the production out of him. Uh, you know, he was just such a great two-way player. We hear about two-way players, and usually when I look at him, I'm like, no, nah, he's better on this side of the ball or that side of the ball. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore was not. He was he could have gone either side, uh, and you can Egbuka could too. He's an outstanding defensive back. So, and I don't think we should rule that out with him because the the as good as he is. The wide receiver room here is—he's going to run some equals there. At cornerback, by the time he arrives, uh, Sean Wade will be gone. He could be a, a guy that is in the in the lineup. Uh, I mean, at least in the two deep, right away at cornerback. He's spectacular on either side of the ball. Uh, I just don't think the the defensive back room is going to be as uh, thick as uh, as the wide receiver room when he arrives. So keep that in mind that, um, you know, you want a guy that's that explosive on the offensive side, but he may be more needed on the defensive side of the ball, and he's going to be just as good. Uh, to Amalo, he's just, he's, uh, they say, arguably the best defensive tackle in the country. I just watched the film yesterday. He is the best defensive tackle in the country. This guy, he chases people to the sidelines from a defensive tackle spot. Just huge athletic kid that, uh, you know, is just naturally, he's like 270 right now, and he's just sleek and lean, looks actually like a defensive end. He's just uh, a great-looking athlete. So if we could pull those two out of there, that would be a major coup. I mean, uh, you know, it's not like we're fighting with Washington over players. Regularly, it, ju- it would just be the fact that getting two of the best in the country, the best individually at their positions, that would be huge. That's that's recruiting on another level. To bring those two guys out of the West, let's just be thankful that USC is down. I'd be way more concerned if they were up, but they aren't. Hope you enjoyed a little quick show for us today. Have a good one, Buck Nutters. <laughs>